Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. today's show. Today is the 17th of June. It is Relationship Wednesday. With all the stuff to talk about in the world, we cannot forget ourselves. We cannot forget our relationships because those things are what drive anything else we do, is how we think of ourselves with ourselves, how we think of ourselves interacting with others. And then what we interact with starts coming in and all of the other stuff that our programming brings. And there are things that I realized are happening. In relationships, obviously, we bring in to a relationship our whole life's body of work of how we look at love, how the people around us loved each other, what we were rejected for, what we were accepted for. There's just so much that goes into it. And I have someone that has been listening to the show for years and has had a lot of questions about the romantic part of her life. And the reason she's had these questions is because of partly the religion she was born into, the restrictions around behavior in relationships culturally, and the impossible guidelines to try to live in. And I've been working with her to open her mind up because before it was just like anyone she ever had a dream about or anyone she ever thought about. It was all about somebody wanting to have sex with her because in her background, it's all about they're going to use you, they're going to have sex with you, and they're going to throw you, and, and who you have sex with. And it's just all about sex, 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 without thinking about teaching someone who they are. And not being loved by someone, which is how they're teaching you. Someone will love you if, or they won't if. So you're... Spending your whole life dressing yourself up, cleaning yourself up, trying to be desirable to other people, men, and never thinking or being taught how to think or feel when it comes to discerning if a partner is good for you or not. It was all about being accepted and loved, but the person who's being accepted and loved is out of the equation. It's like prep yourself up, take care of yourself, look pretty, you know, be super person and and get this degree and know this and know that and hope that someone will notice. So in all this time, I, I did a show about that a while ago, not too long ago, probably within the last month, that 
it's not just about sex that is a part of a relationship. And then Liam asks, oh, you know, posts about sex get a lot of attention. Posts about sex do, but so do posts about God, and so do posts about our souls. There's a reason for that. Sex sells because of the desire to be desirable. But we're starting to evolve out of that level, even though it's the low-hanging fruit, right? And then we have God that we all know can see us deep, deep, deep inside of ourselves. But it's hard to phantom, so when we're alone, we really think we're alone. And after I saw Christ, I realized, ah, we're never alone. If there's something you think you thought that you're hiding, God heard us. But he doesn't punish us. He respects our free will. And there's also an understanding that there's a lot of stuff we don't know here. So all that being said, God loves us. And when we fear him, we have an obstacle between us and God. And then there's our soul. We're always navigating between our our brain, which has systems to do things, our egos, which tell us to do things a certain way to get a certain outcome, and then our hearts that really know what to do. And then we just have to grow to the chance, to the opportunity doing those things. So all that being said, How do we take all of that and weave it into who we are in a relationship? Not that we have the relationship or we captured someone. or It's impossible to be romantic all day long and all night long. And for people who really have successful relationships, That romance is a state of mind you do every day for each other and for yourselves. And the people who have the best relationships, the most down-to-earth relationships, are the ones who know themselves well enough to accept and respect another soul. So the question I got because, you know, she listened to one of the shows that I did about her, and she said, Dear Nadia, I thought about a lot of things, not just romantic. My parents and home. So we took her back to culture. So we're getting there. She's really working through this. Her obstacles are real because I'm teaching her to think for herself as opposed to thinking for an entire community, which is impossible. I myself was raised in a culture like that, And now, at my age, everyone that I was forced to listen to or abide by their rules, not by God's rules, by the community's rules, are gone. They're all passed away. And the biggest thing I learned from that is the people that we're basing our lives on are just people. And they have to go home like I do. They have no more power over me or my free will 
I give them. And everyone might say, well, that's easy because you're not in the situation. Not only did I get out of the situation without pushing other people's buttons, but by slowly incorporating myself into my own life where people just didn't even know how to begin to manipulate me in that respect, I also did not expose my children to that level of community pressure over feelings for God. Because all of this is us listening to someone else's ego of fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. And sometimes that ego is in the form of a culture, a cult, a community, or a religion. Some form of group of people who say these are the rules of life and if you break them, you are not good anymore. In my culture, it goes as far as if you do something that's not culturally acceptable, there, there's actually a saying, she's better off dead. It's, it's that, it takes you that far. That if your reputation is shot, you're better off dead. And it's the things that shoot down your reputation that you would go, really, for that? For falling in love? For that person not being your religion? Yeah, for that. No matter how good you are, no matter how good you were, nothing. You've got nothing. I really dug into this girl because I know she's bigger than that, trying to live by these small rules. So here I'm going to start her question again, just so you have the background. Dear Nadia, I thought about a lot of different things, not just romantic, my parents and home. And I started to catch myself in thoughts that you told me about. I thought about what you said about expectations, wanting nothing back, the focus on sex and culture, and trying to meet a potential partner, not just meeting someone and texting. Because texting is safe. No one can see that for the most part. When I was younger, we didn't have that element. So things were harder to create. But when you're texting, that can be pretty powerful. It's to someone who hasn't been able to verbalize or talk through situations with an adult. Because that's really what happens is you get alienated, you're out on your own, And you think romance is somebody else loving you. And a lot of times you don't even stop to think for a minute how you feel. So when I was going back to her question, when I was thinking about sex and how it's superficial, I felt I got a deeper sense of myself and how people who are connected in heart are different. I thought about how we believe others will make our lives better and realize that that doesn't make sense. Culture is hard to shake because it feels normal. However, I started to feel more grounded knowing why. I still struggle with that finality in my head. 
As I think about dating, I write myself notes of who would be the best match for me. Yay! At times, I struggle when I meet or text someone and they seem okay. However, I wonder if I am making a mistake or not. I'm reading Origins of Truth and it's special. It's like it's reconnecting me back. Something is in the air. Origins of Truth, in my heart, as you read that book, You are reading my own healing through Christ. But it isn't about me. It's all of our healings, all the ego situations that came up, surprise to me ever. The biggest surprise was I did exit the norms of my culture, only to find out a lot of different dynamics of how ego works when people have the freedom to make the decisions they want to make. I found out what a remarriage is about. I found out what stepchildren are about. I found out what ex, I want to say partners, whether they were married or not, was about. And as I learned, no matter what, label we put on it, people's behavior of fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt were pretty much the same across the board. And I felt very vulnerable knowing that because I thought that getting away from all those restrictions was going to be my safe and happy place. But what I did was I opened up a whole nother ball of wax that I did not see coming. It's not that we throw away culture. It's not that we throw away who we are. It's that we build who we are, where we are, where we are happy. Because there's a lot of beautiful things in cultures. There's a lot of beautiful things in background. And if you don't know that, you will be off balance, as I was at that time. And you will be vulnerable to accepting a lot of things you would have never accepted in that culture. Different things, but a lot of things. And it all goes back to dating and meeting a partner. Because Christ said that pure attraction will change all the circumstances around it. So when you meet someone and you really love them, You really love them. You don't feel like it's a fight to get what you want or you have to fight for love. or No, that that all goes away when love is pure. It really does. I have been blessed enough in my life to know the difference. And I can tell you that when we meet someone that our love feels pure towards them. We don't need them to build us, to make us, to make us look good, to take care of us, whatever it is we think we need from them. When all that is gone, the decisions actually make themselves. So it's it's an interesting thing because until you ever feel that, it's a very weird thing. You You don't know it. But because I can see that, I know that every one of us can get there. Or be there because it it happened to me 
just like everything else being blindsided. I just didn't see it coming. But when I met that person, the same way I felt when I met them, I feel today hasn't gone away. Even when I pushed it away, it resurged. Even when I wanted it to go away, it kept resurging. Not because I didn't know them and I built a world in my head that they existed the way I want them to exist. It was as I got to know them. And things that I may have been like, oh, heck no. I understood because that love was above that. I didn't accept it or not accept it, but I understood it. Time and in this age, the things I want to say to this person is, you are young. There is not a race for a decision to get married, have sex, or be with someone This is not a mission that you put a side of your life on and you're going to work on it. The best advice I can give to any human being is live your life to the fullest and you will meet other people who are doing that. I know with the quarantine, people have been Zoom dating and meeting each other on on computers, but meet people and ask questions. If through a text you're not feeling the other person, you're not going to feel them anymore just because you saw them because we have to understand there's a huge gap between curiosity and excitement of new and love. They're completely different energies. One will fizzle out just because You don't stay curious forever. You end up fulfilling that curiosity. And the other is getting to know someone. And as you get to know them, you do not see. No, you see how. Big difference in thinking. It's not a decision of, well, if they do this, I won't be with them. And if they do that, I won't be with them. It's more about, oh, how will we do that together? Oh, when we do this together. There's a level of communication that is trusted between the two of you because you know that the relationship is something you are both in. You're not working towards it as though it's not there and you're trying to legitimize it. You're looking at the relationship as being there. By doing what we love, by loving ourselves enough to enjoy ourselves as we are, by accepting ourselves, when we get a feeling that may feel bigger than we are and more exciting than anything we know or have known to that day, Start falling into place. It sounds like it's magical and it sounds like it's out there. But sometimes, and this is where I caution young people, they feel like they have to make a decision 
on someone by a certain age or because they're they're just waiting for a physical relationship but they're trying to bend and turn the mental part to make it fit so that we can proceed especially women we want to see ourselves marry the person before we sleep with them and maybe for men they want to sleep with you first to make sure and then they may want to get married so there's a different way of coming in but no one takes into account the other person's way and so a lot of men are usually surprised when after they've slept with a woman even in this day and age and they say but i you know she's going to get too attached or she's too attached and they start talking like that or a woman may say wow after we slept together he's not the same Well, that was a curiosity, and we were trying to make it love, and that's why it doesn't fit. And knowing ourselves is a lifelong process. But enjoying ourselves can happen today. If you keep on reeling yourself in everything, single day why am I thinking about that I'm happy right now keep reminding yourself why am I thinking that's going to make me happy I'm happy right now actually I am happy right now what do I look forward to today oh well I'm going to work on this and then I'm going to eat this and then I'm going to sit with them and then I'm going to go home and wow that's a great day as you live in that space in that place You stop having something Christ called this morning, which I love when there's something new. Blind spots due to our upbringing, due to what other people put in us. Those blind spots of I can live that life, I can meet someone I really love. I may not meet them today, but I'm sure that I will meet them if I do what I love because love begets love. Positive begets positive. And negative begets negative. Fear begets fear. If you fear this, there's a whole line of stuff waiting for you to be scared of. If you're negative about a situation, there's a whole line of people to come and fulfill your every wish of how bad negative can be. If you feel positive about something, you will see the brighter spots in our world. You will see the kinds of people that you do feel connected to. And there's another byproduct of that. When you are positive, and I don't mean go out and say the world is rosy when it's not. I mean when you take a look at something and you come out with an outcome instead of a complaint or a judgment or all that stuff that takes us down that silly road of stagnation but you see that hey you know what this looks really bad right now but there's a lot of opportunity in things that have gone wrong and I want to find that opportunity that's being positive and when you meet other people like that beautiful ideas are born but the other byproduct of that thinking 
allows, and it's just the craziest part of it, our health to be better, our wealth to be better, our sleep to be better, our relationships to be better. Because everyone, even negative people, want to latch on to that positivity. I have people after my show who will write, oh, yeah, Nadia, but, and you believe, and they start telling me who I am, and I just delete because I don't want to hear and put in my head that negativity. But I only see it because in my heart I am positive. I'm not trying to be. I just believe in a bigger us. I don't need someone to tell me who I am and why from their point of view in the sense that they are trying to put me down indirectly or show me I'm wrong or I'm flawed. I've had enough of that throughout my life to hear it. So I have experience. So when you are out there dating, start to see these blind spots come up like, well, yeah, that's the way things are. No, they don't have to be that way. So when your culture is hard to shake because it does feel normal, the truth is it doesn't feel normal because you don't feel normal in it. Otherwise, you wouldn't care and you wouldn't have these questions. What's hard to shake are the restrictions that are put on your mind, just like someone who wants to write to me to tell me what their normal is and try to put me in their box. You are in someone else's box because that's all you know, which is the only normal part, is that's all you've known. But it's a blind spot to all you can know. And you're starting to feel more grounded because you're understanding that. You're starting to see, hey, you know what? Plug me in, put me in the culture, let me live my life by their rules, and I die. The first thing I wrote in Little Wing, in Little Wing, the first book I ever wrote, which weirdly has been selling a lot in this last few months, not even few, maybe just two. I've sent two orders to Amazon, and I thought, who the heck's looking for Little Wing? I bled that into Origins of Truth, or, you know, what's going on? But in that book, was the first poem I wrote the very day I knew that my marriage of 13 years was going to end. I knew. I passed out in that moment, literally, and I knew. And I wrote, a pay, uh, I want to say, a story that looks like a poem, but it's actually a story. Girl, in my culture, from the day the sperm and the egg united until she repeated the pattern with her own daughter. And I remember as a child, I'd say, who has the right to take my rights away from me as a human being? Forget who I was. 
And you are in that state of mind right now where you are establishing your foundation of who you can be and who you can live with within the world that you have already left, but that's where your hard time to shake the culture is what feels normal because you've always known that, yeah, this is great, but I've outgrown this. It's not that it's bad, it's outgrown. And you can, what you've had, and enjoy it and take the parts you love and enjoy them and still find your own grounding. Staying positive will help you do that. I didn't even want to get to you looking for love yet, but we will address that next week because my time is up and a half hour was just not enough. But I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. You guys have a great day. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's daily dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.